show number 89 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. Good evening, everyone. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. You know, when I'm writing checks, which is never, I'll probably never remember to write in the year 2022. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Off and running on show number 89. As Tracy mentioned, we are recording this actually in 2021, but by the time you hear it, it will in fact be 2022, which makes us time travelers. That's right. We have cracked the code. We now know how to time travel. It has nothing to do with wormholes or anything else or hyperspeed or whatever. It just has to do with recording your podcast earlier than the date you post it. That's it. And this led to a very vigorous discussion about what the go-to movie is. Well, to, yeah, uh, it's Time to, Cop, uh, without a doubt. Steve, you, you called me on my shit for saying Time Cop. What is the go-to time-traveling movie? Well, uh, for other people, uh, like Tracy said, uh, they kind of go with Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future as, as, their, uh, as their go-to time-travel movie. But that's... Um, I, I, I like Peabody and Sherman. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. Uh, but uh, now that the Avengers have kind of done it, um, I like their way better because then it means that you're not erasing other timelines or you're not er- you're not undoing the past. It's just no. When you go back, it just becomes a different timeline and you don't undo anything. And it's 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 a heck of a lot more uh, heck of a lot more convenient for uh, for storytelling. Can 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 I just say this now? No spoilers. I'm going to say this ahead of time, and you obviously know this, but you texted me from Disney World, and we're going to get to your trip in a moment. But you texted me to say <clears throat> you have to see the new Spider-Man movie. It's incredible. Yes. It's amazing. Lives uh-huh. up to the hype. Obviously, yeah. the film has generated a billion dollars. <clears throat> and my response to you was, "I'm going to wait for it to come home." And the reason for that is not because, believe it or not, it's not COVID related. I feel like I can find a good seat in a theater to where I'm socially distanced enough to where I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I'll wear a mask like that. that that's not my concern. My concern, frankly, at this point is just straight up 100% Marvel Universe fatigue. And I know the Spider-Man movies are technically owned by Sony, so they're not quite the same but they are the same because they're all in the marvel universe and they've had the crossovers with the movie i'm tired of superhero stuff right now and i love it but i've just there's that hawkeye series there was the what other series had loki they had the loki series they had the the Mm -hmm. captain america series Mm -hmm. i haven't i stopped halfway through loki i haven't watched the captain america one at all i've watched one episode of the um hawkeye series and I have no real desire to see what was growing up my favorite childhood superhero. Spider-Man was mm-hmm. my jam. And yet I'm totally fine waiting for it to come home. I couldn't agree with you more. I have My fatigue was way long ago. And when Linda Carter stopped being Wonder Woman, <laughs> I was like, we're... We're done. Well, that's DC, Tracy, and I know you just made Steve's butt pucker by. No, by... no, it was totally fine. That was that was that was solid. That was a solid joke. Um, no, you're not wrong. Um, a- after that last Avengers movie came out, it was like, okay, I just need to take a break. Um, I went and saw the Spider-Man movie that came out, um, like the year after. Yeah. Um, and I and I was like, all right, yeah, it, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that great. And I, and I did watch the other series, but I was like, yeah, 
this is, I just don't know where they're going to go with this. This isn't, it just what, uh, like I haven't been into it at all. And, um, and then my son really wanted to go see this new Spider-Man movie. And then I'm like, okay, I haven't seen a movie in a long time. I'm going to go to the theater. I'm going to check it out. So I went and totally, totally blew my mind. It was way better than I thought. And I, like I saw Shang-Chi and, um, yeah, and that I, is another I, one. And I, yeah. I, I thought it was okay. You know, I saw what was the other one, uh, that came out the other superhero movie that, um, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun, you know, but it wasn't, they haven't done anything new. This was a totally different deal. And I, I really yeah. dug it. I also just feel like now I have built up some debt in the Marvel universe in that they have done such a masterful job. And we're not, listen, for those of you listening at home, we're not going to turn this into comic book talk or anything like that. We're going to get off this quickly, but I, <laughs> I, I, the, the thing that gets me is they've done such a masterful job of weaving together all of these stories and there's crossovers and there's things that happen at the end of this movie where Captain America shows up and says this thing. And holy shit, that was the thing that the Avengers were thinking about when they, and then the next movie starts up and you're like, Oh, remember when Captain America said that thing, that's the thing that's happening right now. in this, like all of those things that happen in there, I'm building up so much debt now too, because I'm not keeping up on this stuff that now I'm even less motivated to watch these things. Cause I just think, well, I'm not really going to know what's going on and I'm not going to know. And I got to ask my kid every two minutes because he does keep up on this stuff. Why is why did the Hulk just take the thing from Thor? Why? What is that? And he's like, well, do you remember at the end of the, the 17th Avengers film? That was the thing that Loki wanted, but he actually gave to Spider-Man. So Spider-Man could shoot it in his web at Captain America's face and Captain America could fly it over to Hawkeye and Hawkeye could shoot it out of the arrow. And I'd be like, no, but I'll take your word for it. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. Why would you even care yeah. at this point? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's expertly woven together. And like, I, I think in a lot of ways I was asking you uh, maybe a couple of months ago about like what your thoughts were on like progressive metal and you're like great musicians, like masterable, masterful composition. I don't care. Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't really ring a bell with you. And I'm exactly the same way. Like even even when it, I loved comic books and I loved all the stories, but man, sure. my, we, I trade comic books with friends. As soon as like that stuff started to enter my universe, I was like, nah, what's Richie rich up to, <laughs> you know, because I just didn't give a rip about yeah. following all the nuances of these stupid stories. And so again, you heard guys heard what I said about wonder woman. I stand by that. Ha having said that, Steve, a billion dollars, there's no question. This movie is, it probably lives up to the hype. And I, I believe you when you say it does in fact live up to the hype and I will watch it when it comes home, but I'm not going to go out and seek out any more of these. The only one that I yeah. might seek out at this point possibly would be the next Thor movie. And oh, that's only because I thought Thor Ragnarok was such a, such a, a twist on the formula. I thought it was such a fresh, unique part of this whole thing that I would probably go watch another Thor movie, but that's only because they did something kind of different and unexpected. Yeah. Well, I I'll watch anything that Taika Waititi puts out. He's hilarious. And he, as a director, whatever he touches is, is, is different and funny. And uh, like Jojo Rabbit was hysterical. I, I really, I really liked that movie. I haven't seen uh, it. 
it's uh it's about a little boy who's uh who's uh, best friend is uh, is is a is an imaginary friend uh, who is Adolf. So what did you do last week, Dave? <laughs> this this sounds like a Wes Anderson movie, and I hate Wes Anderson movies. And it's this, not. This it's feels not. All right, all right. So let's. Yeah, you're right, Tracy. Let's move on. So Tracy, I'm actually going to flip the tables a little bit. What did you do last week, or in the last three and a half weeks, which is probably the last time we did a show? Well, one thing I didn't do was work. I took a yeah. uh, rather stupidly took a lot of time off this time of year um, from work, uh, mostly because uh, <clears throat> with all the holidays that are run together and all the normal time off, when you add a little bit of paid time off to it, you're you're off for about 17, 18 days in a row and you yeah. only used a few uh, vacation days. And I, and I don't know why I do this. I have so much vacation. It doesn't even matter, but uh, and of course, uh, the weather cooperated, so I was able to get out and do many things, like uh, do a lot of shoveling, lots of shoveling. And uh, so anyway, it was just, uh, but we, you know, we enjoyed Christmas, I guess. And uh, that was... Uh, now, was this happened. a, was there any kind of crossover with other family members or anything like that? Or was this just you and your clan at oh, home? Oh, no, it's my, my family is either estranged or dead. So oh, there well, is no yeah. crossover. And I was, to be honest, I'm really, because I've been in the, been in the house with my family. I, I wish there was like some kind of like family swap kind of th website. <laughs> you know, I'm not interested in like wife swapping or anything like that. But if there was like kind of a family swap where I could say, yeah. hey, you guys are going off with this guy and uh, this young lady and, uh, and these small children are going to be <laughs> in my house for Christmas. All right, I would I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I feel like you'd be the guy who would rock up with your van full of your family members for the swap. You would let them get out and head over to the family. You would introduce them to the family, and then there would just be a spinning license plate on the ground as you drove away in haste, not picking <laughs> ah, up the sucker, family. Sucker, you <laughs> got your family and mine, jackass. Yeah, Enjoy your up Christmas. Not picking you were supposed to swap to. Steve, you all right there? Yeah, okay. I am. You seem a little I'm distracted. Up. I just didn't know. Could no, just I'm be good. The, the eggnog uh, hangover. I didn't up, know. Looking yeah, up it's, the it's last all, time no. Linda Carter oh. was in. Uh... He's looking up Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's what uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what I did, of course. And that uh, we've uh, we've been uh, it was nice, great, whatever. Well, so you know, <clears throat> Steve, we're gonna get to you last because I want to hear about Disney World because everybody wants to hear about Disney World. It's oh, the yeah. most magical place on earth. Uh, just before we went on break. Uh, I think we did the last show and then I headed out the next day for a getaway with my wife at a hotel in a city nearby called Bellevue. We're going to do some family shopping. And one of the things that I had decided, Steve, you commented when we logged on tonight that I've got a lot more, my facial hair is a lot shorter than it normally is. I normally rock a decent sized beard uh, and it's mm -hmm. pretty short now. It's just kind of some stubble. The reason for that is because I had been getting a lot of gray, a lot of gray in my beard. So much so people, people that I hadn't seen in a while were commenting on it. And I wasn't going to go do the thing where I was going to get the just for men and dye my hair because I'm not that vain. But I'm vain enough to trim it short so that you can't see the gray hair as well. Well, my trimmer didn't. It, it, the one that I had does not trim as short as I needed it to. And so I ordered one from Amazon. Now, keep in mind, this thing arrived the morning that we were headed out to our to our our Bellevue excursion to stay in the hotel and do some Christmas shopping. So I thought, you know what, I'll just tidy up my face before we go. I didn't know this trimmer and you should not trim your face or anything on your body 
with a brand new set of trimmers if you have some of you wouldn't do this just before a big wedding is my no. point you wouldn't do it before a funeral right. you wouldn't do it for before yeah. any gathering of any kind so i get this thing out of the box don't like because i'm an idiot i don't really pay attention to the instructions or anything i just set it to a setting i set it to the lowest setting i'm thinking how short could it be and I start in. Well, it's really short. In fact, what you're seeing now for the, I know you people at home can't see this, but for Stephen Tracy's benefit, what you're seeing right now is a point six. This thing goes down to a point two. I started at a point oh, two. Wow. So you can imagine it was almost a clean shave. Yeah, you, you basically have a Fred Flintstone kind <laughs> right. of uh, thing. It's right. it's not, uh, that's a very, very modern uh, reference, by the way. Now, but, now, uh, now, here's the thing. My hair on my head had not been cut in a few months. So this is not a problem until you get to the point where your sideburns meet your beard and what to do there. What did I do? Well, I just blindly ran the trimmers right up the side of my head and through my hair and effectively mowed. Uh, it looked like somebody who is a, you know, got an, a four foot tall piece of grass and they just mow right into it. And you've got this square rectangle thing cut right into it. That's what the side of my head now looked like. And I, I'm, I am fixing to leave the house in like three hours, and this is what I have. And guess what? When you're this close to Christmas time, haircut places are booked solid. Everybody wants to get their haircut prior to Christmas, and everybody wants to get their haircut about three weeks prior to Christmas so that it can grow in a little bit and it can be manageable. And you, it, this, is, this is what I found out. So I'm calling around desperately to all these different places. Can't find any place that has openings. And I'm calling in the city, outside the city, all around the county. I'm calling on the route that we take to Bellevue, thinking maybe I'll find something along the way. I can't find anything. So You're going to need some glue to glue a little bit of hair back on, right. at least. So now I've, I've done the thing where I've gone through my tier one, which is all the four and five star rated places that are on Google or wherever, and you're seeing all the reviews. And I've dipped down into the two and three star rated places. Ooh, you're into the uh, Monroe Motel of hairdressers. I call a two star place mm -hmm. and they have an opening. And I'm going to try not to use. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try not to use any specifics in this story because I it, it has a happy ending. But. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Yeah. So just two stars, really. So I rock up to this place, which is right next door to a dollar store. Yeah. Right next door yeah. to a dollar store. It has no sign. It has a, a place for a sign. It has one of those light boxes that you would yeah. put a sign in, but it's blank. There, It's just white. It's empty. But there's a sign on the door. What kind of sign on the door, you ask? A handwritten sign on a piece of notebook paper that says the name of this this salon. It was not a barbershop. It was a salon. <laughs> it was a salon. Cut hair in there. So I walk in, and it looks like I can't even really describe what it looks like, but it looked like it had a it had a very Kmart vibe to it, like lots of steel metal chairs, uh, lots of stark white tiles, white walls, fake smell ceilings. of popcorn. Absolutely. That's the only thing that was missing was the like popcorn maker, but it had that Steve for you in Ellensburg, the Sprouse rights feel. It had that whole vibe. Oh, no. So I go in yeah. and the first thing that I notice is that the people sitting, waiting to get their haircut, the people in the chairs getting their haircut and the people cutting hair are all speaking Spanish. 
None of them. Mm-hmm. And and they look at me and they they wave. And I said, hi, I've got a 315. And they nodded. And I sat down. But then nobody said anything in English to me, which is fine. I'm That's the point of this is that I was completely out of my element. I didn't know if I'd gone to the right place. I assumed I had. I didn't know for sure. But I just waited. And the woman. There was hair cutting going on. There was yes. hair. That's the only thing that gave me that made me feel You're warm fine. and fuzzy inside. So the the sign the on the placard said that men's haircuts were $12. Now, for anybody who's had their haircut recently, you you can't find a $12 haircut to my knowledge. I don't go to high-end places. I don't go to fancy schmancy places. I go to a typical barber shop and it's around 30 bucks for a men's haircut. 25 to 30 bucks right. for a men's haircut. $12 for men's haircuts. All of these are warning signs. I should have Did just... you accidentally let them know you were 10 years old? I should have just got up and run from the place. But I was like, you know what? I'm desperate. We're leaving. I I had dropped my wife off to do a little shopping downtown in the town we were in just because I needed to go get this haircut desperately so that we could get in and actually go. So I I wait. I wait my turn. The woman motions me over. And it's only then that I realize she wasn't just speaking Spanish for the benefit of her Spanish-speaking customers. She does not speak a lick of English, which is fine because I don't speak a lick of Spanish. So it's not like, it's not like I've done a lot more work than she has in this relationship so far. So now right. we're trying to go through. She's getting out the clippers, and she's holding them up, and she's showing them to me, and she's asking me. She's pointing at the, the little, the little uh, switch on the side that allows you to adjust heights. We're going through everything in motion and drawing things on the board. And like, we're trying to communicate as best we can. So you're trying to like draw this really sick fade. Yeah. Like, and you're an artist, so you could probably do it, but you look like a cartoon. That's right. That's right. So it took a little while of communicating. And then I just kind of closed my eyes and hoped for the best. The, the good part of this, the happy ending as it were, is that it was a damn good haircut. It was a mm-hmm. it was a fantastic haircut, so much so that I was like, I'm tipping 12 on 12 because that's still less than what I normally. Sure. And it's the Christmas season. And this this lady got me out of a jam and this is great. Now I want to go back. But I don't know how I I can't even communicate with them to say it was the woman who had the chair in the far back. I'm going to have to go in physically and point to the one and say, I'd like her to cut my hair. Because I never yeah. got her name. I never got, because it was also take, fast. Also, take a picture of what you are right now. Right, right. So that you can say, I want this again. But this woman saved my bacon, and it was great. It was it was a Christmas wow. miracle, as it were. Well, definitely go back. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that, get, finding somebody that can cut your hair well is, that's, well, Steve, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, funny. you throw in the deal on top of the haircut. That is, mm-hmm. they've got a lifelong there, customer. There is one thing that happened during Christmas. When you said Christmas miracle, there was one thing that happened just as my Christmas my Christmas vacation started that I could not explain how it happened. But there was a knock at our door and my oldest son goes to the door and something happens. I'm upstairs. He just comes upstairs to me and he goes, your food arrived. Great. Problem is I didn't order any food. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is weird. And so um, 
I, I'm like, is the guy still here? I need to tell him it's the wrong house. He's like, he's gone, right? He's off to the next place. And so I, I open up the bag and it is filled with two of the like to go um, boxes of uh, uh, from a local place in town. Well, they're not local. They have a ranch here, but McMinimins. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has like some of the most fantastic tater tots in the world. And I love mm -hmm. tater tots. And there are two of these things, probably about seven pounds of tater tots in this bag. And I, and uh, my wife said, Oh my gosh, who sent that to you? That's like the best Christmas gift in the world. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm on my phone everywhere. Just asking, Hey, did you do this? Did you, nobody, nobody. I knew you jackasses wouldn't do it. So, um, but uh, anyway, Tracy, so I'm like, this is a Christmas miracle. Steve and I chipped in together and sent oh, those to you. I, I feel bad, but <clears throat> wow, was that amazing? And I and so and then I I got like really defensive around them because the kids wanted to know what the food was, but I didn't want them to have any of it. So I'm Get like, no, it's okay. Tots. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, did, it's sauerkraut. So, so did you find out who sent them? Yeah, I did. It was a couple weeks later. Uh, just uh, a friend, uh, a friend of mine that wasn't on my who would send me food uh without telling me yeah just yeah. did it as a thank you for something i had done and uh and sent me seven pounds of yeah. some of the best tater tots in the world hey, but I, it was a christmas miracle it was okay so now now i have a quick question and then steve i swear we're gonna get to you but i have i have a dilemma that has presented itself to me tracy your story made me think of this and i want to get the opinion of you two okay so my wife had this Christmas list of things that she wanted that she had, and she didn't expect to get everything on the list, but she had, you know, hey, get me something from this. This is great. She makes an Amazon list and it's, it makes it a lot easier for the family. One of the things that was on her list was a photo printer. It's like a, just a Bluetooth Kodak photo printer. And I placed the order for it from the Kodak website because I found you could get a better deal directly from Kodak. So I placed the order from Kodak and then I found out that she was getting a photo printer from her Amazon list from somebody else in the family. Oh. So <clears throat> I had to reach out to Kodak and I had to say, hey, I'm sorry. I just placed this order. I sent him an email. Just placed this order a couple hours ago. Need to cancel the order. Okay. In the meantime, that family member changed their mind. And they were like, well, you know what? They reached back out to me. They said, if you want to get her that printer, go ahead. I'm going to get her something else instead. So now I'm in this conundrum of their order's been canceled my order's been canceled so i was just like you know what eff it i'm just gonna get her something else so i got her a few other things it's fine we had christmas everything was great <clears throat> yesterday a package shows up and when i say it shows up because it's ups and because we have a lot of snow right now it was literally dumped in a plastic bag at the top of my driveway rather than brought down to oh, my wow. house we went to take my son to a birthday party and we're like why is there a plastic bag got into it anyway it was it was the shipment we opened it up it is the photo printer that I had ordered from Kodak. I've never oh. been charged. The order was canceled. I got the cancellation confirmation from Kodak saying, yep, we've canceled it. You won't be charged. So I know I'm not going to get charged. I have this photo printer. Do I say something? Yes. You can yeah. send an email to whatever, but they're just they're just gonna say it's gonna be a lot more hassle for you to send this back in. It's true. Uh, you send you send just a little email and they'll be like, eh, keep it. I they they did that to me when uh, for a thing I could not return to China. It was like eleven hundred dollars to turn return it to China for like a two hundred dollar item. 
And they're like, just just keep it. So I ended up with two of these. This things. was this year. Yeah, this last year. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but Tracy, you're saying yes, I should reach out to them. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and the reason is is because this is this has nothing to do with whether you have it or not. This has nothing to do with. Uh, whether it's a hassle or not, because it, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Steve's right. He's absolutely right. I'm just saying that like at the same time, while two things can be true at the same time, I think you do, this is a perfect opportunity to model something. You may want this, your children to at least know happened. Okay. <laughs> you asked my opinion. No, I, I appreciate your opinion. It was the wrong opinion, but I appreciate it. Steve. Well, uh... what's good, good after you're dead and gone and your kids are listening to this, they'll know that yeah. I was right about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah. While they're printing out photos of their dead father to hang up at the funeral, Tracy, on their free Kodak That's right. printer. That's right. Well, yeah, it's, it's a complex world we live in. <laughs> all right, Steve, lay it on us. How was Disney World? How was the big trip? It was magical. Was it was it? absolutely, it, it really was. It really was. Um, it, I mean, there were parts of it that were, that were difficult, mostly, you know, like getting there and then getting, getting back. Um, but while I was there, it was, it was pretty fantastic. Even the parts that you would think would be hard, pretty great. Like, um, like the bathrooms or something? What? No, 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 no. Like, so um, my in-laws have this, uh, Disney vacation club membership. So that gives them access to these different properties that are around Disney world. They, I think they have some around, um, uh, I, I think Disney has uh, properties around Disneyland as well. And they also have the Alani resort in, uh, in Hawaii. Right. And we've, we've been there and done that, but they have so many points they get to use, um, and they saved up a bunch of points and um, and invited everybody in the family to come and have Christmas in Disney World. Um, and they I mean, we paid for our flights and our food and all that junk, but they pretty much put us up in these nice places. And these like the resorts themselves are pretty great. Like they have, you know, great pools and, you know, you know, great services around there. They have, you know, ice cream places and even like the like, tater tots there are pretty amazing. You know, that's the one thing I didn't notice oh. was the tater tot quality. That's a surprise. Um, and I'm sorry I didn't report on that. Um, but I will tell you that it was it was a really uh, it was a great it was a great time. Uh, the accommodations were probably the best you could hope for. And we uh, we really enjoyed ourselves there. Um, but it also included uh, we went to different parks. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with all the parks that are at Disney World. There's the. Magic Kingdom, which is essentially like Disneyland that's there. Um, it's a little bit different, but it's for the most part, it's Disneyland there. Um, they have the Animal Kingdom, which is like a giant fancy zoo, but it also has some rides like this Everett Mountain Everest roller coaster ride. But they also have the Pandora attractions, um, which there's a couple of different rides around Avatar. I've so always Avatar wanted to ride a roller coaster with a lion. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, they didn't have a lion roller coaster. They have a there's a Yeti on it. That's uh, kind of yeah. yeah, which isn't a real animal, but you know, um, maybe it is. I, who knows? Um, we we uh, we we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's also the Disney Studios, which has a lot of like movie themed type things, and they have it's kind of you know fifties ask all of this stuff uh, under the backdrop of. Um, 
of Christmas. So there's Christmas decorations everywhere. It's beautiful. It's absolutely, it's really festive. There's Christmas music being played all over the place. Uh, and then there's Epcot center, um, which is, you know, basically it's like a bunch of science rides and also, um, uh, all the different countries around this giant lagoon. It's, it's like a really big, fancy, um, high quality food court. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. After wow. all. Yeah. But it also has the new, um, you know, Ratatouille ride, the Remy ride, which is great. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I'm re I'm reading notes. This is how. Well, but uh, I, but I, what I you're describing out. about Disney World? Because we've been to Disneyland many times. Mm -hmm. We've never right. been to Disney World, and the reason that we've never been to Disney World is exactly what you're describing. It is wildly intimidating. The the it idea is. of Disney World because at, at Disneyland. I got to juggle two things. Do we want to be in the California adventure side of things or do we want to be in Disneyland? There's, and that's it. You're just, it's mm -hmm. one of the two and they're straightforward and they're right across from each other. They're, they're a, a five minute walk from one another. If that it's easy and straightforward. Disney world just intimidates the ever living shit out of me. And it, it kind of had for me as well, but they really have it kind of figured out um, because you go to your resort and then you can catch a bus to whatever park you want to go to. And then after two o'clock, you can hop into a different park if you want to. And you go back to your resort, you go to go to a different park, whatever. Um, and you man we managed them just like, okay, this day we're going to do this. And later in the day, we'll either go here or we'll go here, depending right. on what everybody else wants to do. It, it actually was a lot simpler than what I thought it was going to be. Um, and they have shuttle buses that'll take you from resort to there. And there's a bunch of resorts. Like there's the, uh, you know, Disney's Caribbean. And these are huge resorts that are um, all spaced out on the, you know, total Disney property. There's a boardwalk resort and a beach club resort. And that's around a little lagoon that's connected to Epcot. It's really easy to get there. It's also really easy to get to Disney Studios from there. We stayed mostly there in that area. Um, there's Magic Kingdom places that are connected via... Um, the monorail. So you can go right to there and there's like a Polynesian resort, which is very Hawaiian themed and also very cool, big with, with um, uh, like bungalows out in the water um, in Florida, but it really does feel like you're in, you know, part of Hawaii. Yep. Yep. Really, really cool. Um, the Hollywood studios has the new uh, star Wars land, which I had really, really wanted to go and check out. I had read a thing that they were shutting it down. <laughs> I'm like, God, they're shutting it down just before I get to go see it. And I'm a big Star Wars fan. Shutting nope, it, it was down totally. for just maintenance and cleaning type of stuff. Or was there some like, other, I, I had thought that they were going to shut it down completely, but no, I just got bad information on the internet. Like I usually do. Oh, you know, right. like, you know, where bad information usually comes. Um, but, uh, and then there's animal kingdom. Um, I really enjoyed that. So <clears throat> we get there. We, we took a red eye flight there. And by the way, uh, my new favorite way to travel someplace more than five hours away is to uh, take an Ambien just before getting on the plane, get on the plane, fall asleep, and then I wake up there. It is absolutely fantastic. That's the way to do it. Um, and that's the way we did it. And it worked out. That's how my colonoscopy went. Yeah, Except when I, I, when I woke up, I wasn't uh, in, at uh, Disney World. More comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. So we got there. Um, we and wisely we uh, we got there in the first day. We just kind of hung out. We didn't. Um, I don't think it was a park day. The first day we were there. Um, the next day we went to the Magic Kingdom with everybody. We did this thing because we stay on 
Disney property, you get early access. So you get to go in an hour earlier than everything else. Yep. So you're, you're, you're waking up two hours early to stand in line for an hour so that you can get on a ride um, 40 minutes earlier. Yeah. 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 It didn't make, it didn't make a lot of sense. Right. Um, but it still was, you got a head start and you got to do some things, but it, it was still pretty busy there. Right. Um, Steve, our and, version of that was when we went to Disneyland, we stayed at the connected Disney hotel, not the Disneyland hotel. Mm -hmm. We stayed at the grand Californian or whatever it's called. Sure. And one that one literally parties. allows you to walk right into the California adventure side of things. And it literally walks you right into Grizzly Rapids. Like that's the first ride you encounter as you walk into the park. Grizzly mm -hmm. Rapids is a ride where you get wet. You are going to, you're splashing down through the water. It is a, they're rapids. Like you're getting splashed all the time. There's waterfalls that you go through. <laughs> Our version of that was that we would get there so early in the morning that it would be 60, 65 degrees. And we'd be on this ride with ice cold water freezing our asses off but we would ride it multiple times because there was no line at that time of day because nobody wanted to get on the ride with the freezing cold water when it was 60 degrees out so we would just mm -hmm. ride it again and again and again and by the time that that sort of hour and a half or so of riding that thing was done the sun had come out it had warmed up enough we were drying off we felt really good because we were nice and cool granted the first couple of times we rode it each morning we were it was awful because we were freezing to death, but it, it was exactly what you said. We just did it because you didn't have to wait in one of those stupid goddamn lines. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of, like you plan it out so that you go to the place that's going to have the longest line forever because those lines are brutal. Yeah. yeah. And they are like, they are over an hour there. Some of them are an hour and a half. Some of them are two hours long to wait in line to do a five minute thing. Right. And I'm just like, Okay, no. so so favorite fa and don't pull any family bullshit. I don't want to hear that. Favorite moment, favorite experience from Disney World. Okay, so going to uh, I really loved going and seeing the, the the Millennium Falcon sitting down there in the Star Trek. Oh, the Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Stop the show. <laughs> in the Star no. Wars land, of totally all awesome. People of all people I to know, pull that. Oh my gosh. Turn in your cards, Steve. People said that and I, and I totally jumped on for that, but, um, but it was, it was really, that was magic. That was absolutely magic seeing that and going on the two new rides, the two new star Wars rides, really cool. I only needed to do them once. I didn't need to go back and do them, but they are immersive. They aren't just like, um, you go, you sit in a thing and they take you through, they take your picture and you're done. It was like you're doing stuff like you have jobs to do you got stuff to do stuff is happening all over the place and you're not in just one place you're all over and you're doing different things it was really cool i so, really really like let it. me ask you this on the millennium falcon is mm -hmm. this a thing where it's just first of all is it to scale yeah okay so then my second question is is it just a set piece or do you get to actually walk up into it and kind of walk around and explore it a little bit um so I, I, the, the set piece looks like you can do that. Um, but the ride, when you go into the smugglers run ride, they take you into what looks like is the canopy or the cockpit yep. of the millennium Falcon. And you go, you, and you walk through a section that looks like, like the little chessboard place, yep. the little yep. room yep. they're in. You, you definitely think you're in it, but you're not. 
right? Okay. Because they have a couple of different rooms they do. And I, I listen, that's not a knock. I, I get the logistics of something like that. I was just curious more than anything else. Okay, anything else you want to add on to your Disney World experience before we take a break? Um, the best way to see a Disney park is to be completely wet with rain because nobody goes to that Disney park <laughs> and you get to see everything you want to see. But we were soaking wet at Animal Kingdom and I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Howdy, folks. This here is Tiny Tex Thompson, owner of Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses. By now, you've probably heard of this tiny house craze that everyone's been talking about. And you've also no doubt heard that everything is bigger here in Texas. That's why Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses only carry the biggest tiny houses you'll find on the market today. They're Texas size. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, heck Tex, I don't want to poop in no compost bucket hanging from the side of a refrigerator. This tiny house life just ain't for me. Well, partner, that's where our Texas sized tiny houses come in. Don't want to poop in a bucket? Great. Our tiny houses have two to three spacious bathrooms, each with their own functioning toilets, bathtubs, and showers. But Tex, I don't want to sleep in no loft above my kitchen. Me either, buddy. Which is why Texas tiny houses feature master suites that measure close to 300 square feet and bedrooms for each of your little buckaroos measuring out to just over 150 square feet. You want a two-car garage in your tiny house? Done. You want a large dining room that can host Texas-sized parties at your new tiny house? We got those too. My guarantee to you is that you won't find a bigger tiny house on the market or my name ain't Tiny Tex Thompson. Excuse me, Mr. Thompson? Why, yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, these aren't tiny houses at all. They're just, well, houses. So come on down to Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses off of Woodbury Drive north of Highway 99, where the only thing bigger than our tiny houses is the smile you'll leave with on your face. Hey, darling, I'm going to need some help getting this body out of here. Happy New Year. I look back on this last year and it's clear what the three of us have done for you. For the last 52 weeks, we have brought you high quality entertainment. Now, while other podcasts are single subject podcasts that drone on about crockpots and nerdy fantasy science fiction and good Lord, celebrities whose careers are on hold talking to other celebrities who are home waiting for agents to call in the name of all that is holy. If you listen to that crap, knock it off. Seriously. Now here's a New Year's resolution for you. Tell your friends, if you have any, that you listen to a podcast that has comedy, great guests, and occasional radio theater. It's a legacy that three grown men are giving to their own children. Six total souls who will have a library of recordings where their dads could be heard talking to their buddies once a week. Now who wouldn't want to listen to that? This has been Tracy's Spend the Next 52 Weeks with Us and Tell Your Friends too. Minute. 52 weeks is a tall order, man. It is. That was a big ask. (laughs) 
Do you guys have, uh, do you have New Year's resolutions this year? We touched on this last year, obviously, around this time. Uh, we kind of went around, we ran the gamut of, there's people like me, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. It's not something I've ever been into. But do either of you have one this year or multiple? I do, and uh, I, I have uh, multiple ones. And it, for me, the success in a New Year's resolution is that it begins in December. Like, I've yeah. kind of committed to it before um, before I uh, lit off fireworks at, uh, at, at midnight on uh, January 1st. Uh, the, there's a, I, as I said, that I've really enjoyed reading to my kids again. This is a, something that has been revived in me. something that I was very excited to do once in my life. And my kids, like my family does very often dashes my hopes and dreams, but something has caused like this to come back. And so I've been reading not only to my youngest kid already, but my, my middle son, who is 12 and we've been reading the subjects are very different. We're reading um, my youngest one likes fiction and my middle son likes nonfiction. And so we've been looking over ones that are basically, I wouldn't call them self-help, but I would call them basically like character based um, uh, uh, books about like um, ownership and responsibility Yep, uh, and good responsibility. So we're reading um, extreme ownership which is uh, written by a couple of navy seals uh, that talk about uh, basically war stories that keep his attention but basically how it is they've taken situations that have come where situations uh, the facts of a situation change and instead of them like you know looking at failure in the face or maybe just blaming other people for something that's going on actually taking ownership even if something went wrong to go back and look at what went wrong uh, to do just kind of a post-mortem and just he, apply these principles to just everything, whether it's like doing a chore at home or doing something where he can look back at it and say, these things changed and I didn't prepare for these things. I didn't yeah. see them happening. So even if it wasn't under his control, like what could he do for it next time? So the, that was definitely one um, that uh, I was absolutely going to do. The other one is I enjoyed very much interviewing for a job this year and having been where I worked for a long time, uh, interviewing interviewing was a good thing uh, for me to do. And so I'm going to interview for more jobs this year. Uh, I, I have no idea whether I'll get them, but I, I gained such a good um, experience from it. And you want objective feedback from somebody who is kind of a passive stakeholder in considering you. Um, and it gives me a chance to at least acknowledge what it is I may be good at and maybe hear from them, some people who I have no stake in at all that may tell me some things that, that aren't, aren't so great. And mm -hmm. so that's something I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do it maybe about five or six times during the year, try to just apply for a job and, and interview for it and just to see how that goes, that experience. Steve, how about you? Any resolutions? I got a lot of stuff to fix. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. Which, I have a, I, I have an ongoing list of things that I'm constantly trying to do. So it feels like a, adding a New Year's resolution is just like throwing another thing on the list that maybe I, I need. Maybe it's an upper priority thing. I don't know. Um, I definitely need to lose twenty pounds. Um, I, I need to lose twenty pounds just to be in a better place. So maybe this is the year I do that. But uh, I, I, I feel like 
Do you want to read some books with me and my uh, middle son? I'll do we that. To, I'll do that instead. Speaking of weight, Steve, you mentioned that, and I forgot to say this. So you go into the, the Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving is, of course, leading right into Christmas, and you're going to eat like shit the entire time. Most people will. You're, you, it's just the time to indulge, and, and that's what we do. And so you have pies, and you have desserts, and you have cookies, and you have all those things that come along with it. So... I was already nervous. I was I was nervous about this time of year because I was worried about putting on weight. The saving grace that I had was my treadmill. I run on the treadmill four to five miles a day. I take Wednesdays off. Two days before Thanksgiving, my treadmill shit the bed and died completely. Oh no, that's it terrible. Came, and it was oh, the cool. it was the like I was running on it and the screen went black. I was like, well, that's weird. And so I unplugged it and plugged it back in. And when I did, there was just that tiny little waft of smoke that came out from the bottom of the console and it smelled like burnt eggs and then it wouldn't turn back on. It would not do. And and as I've said many times on the show, I bought this treadmill before my son was born, several years before my son was born. So this treadmill is probably 17 years old and has had mm-hmm. my giant ass lumbering on it for a oh, good wow. portion of those that, 17 years. We got treadmills the same year. Yeah. And so I remember that was, yeah, I got yeah. rid of mine. Yeah, and so- when did you put eggs in it? Why right, is it right? So it died, and so I, I'm with you, Steve. I, I definitely packed on a few LBs uh, over the holiday break and need to get those off now. So come the first of the year, that is, it's not a resolution, but I am ordering a treadmill so that I can get back on that thing and get back to where I was. Well, what's, what's frustrating for me is I didn't, I didn't gain any weight uh, from what I've, I mean, I've come down and I've stayed down and I was surprised after the vacation. Usually you pack on a lot of weight, but I also walked a ton. Yeah. You're walking so much. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I kept the weight off, but I still have in order to be you know, I, I, I really do still need to lose that. That's frustrating is because I, I did, I, I, I lost a bunch of weight. I've kept it off. I didn't gain it back. I still have room to go. And it's, those are the hardest pounds to lose for me is the, is, um, is the, the next level. So luckily I'd feel, believe it or not better if I had gained some weight back and I was going to lose that because I know I can lose that these are the pounds that I haven't lost for years. Like that, that I haven't, I mean, I haven't been down there for a long time and that's going to be, you're cleaning out the basement now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and I, and I did not do a very good job on the garage. So it's going to be newspapers and you're going to have a hummingbird in there that you're going to be swatting at. (laughs) It's going to take me forever to get that hummingbird out. Oh, and, and yeah, with all this like super cold weather, all the hummingbirds, feeders um froze so now I, I have to bring those in at night and then put them back out during the daytime and it's a real pain in the ass or you can just let them die no yeah. can't let it, they're my responsibility now it's terrible all right let's find out what tracy has in the headlines and now straight from the dave and steve show news desk in beautiful any town usa plaza it's tracy green with this week's headlines Our first story, the Drug Enforcement Administration, often known simply as the DEA, has released an emoji drug code guide. The guide has been provided to help readers 
have a better sense of how emojis can be used in conjunction with illegal drug activity. So the guy you was can published spy in... on your kids, right? What's so that? You can, so you can better spy on your kids with their texts. If, if I they're suspect getting, that may they're be getting true. a bunch of sugar emojis that they're probably, you know, doing a lot of the the Yeah, the it's like sugar. for those of you out there, uh your daughter's not really into that much eggplant. Just mark my word. Yeah. <laughs> He never eats eggplant at home. This is strange. It's so strange. The guide published in December uh, on the DEA website decodes various emojis. These are small digital icons frequently used in online and phone messaging. The Drug Enforcement Agency uh, is aware of drug trafficking organizations using emojis to buy and sell counterfeit pills or illicit drugs on social media and through e-commerce. Uh, among the decoded symbols are a snowflake, which is an emoji for, care to guess? Cocaine. Well, yeah. yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And then emoji for uh, a diamond is an emoji for Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And uh, maple leaf <laughs> is, uh, of course, is an uh, agency set as uh, universal for Canada. No, just drugs in general. So emojis on their own should not be indicative of illegal activity. But coupled with the uh, change in behavior, change in appearance, or significant loss or increase in income should be a reason to start an important conversation. Yeah, your, Son, where your, did this extra $20,000 go? <laughs> your wife may <laughs> just be craving some eggplant parmesan. There, there may be nothing to it other than that, other than she's got a guy who has delicious eggplant parmesan. Snow eggplant dollars. I don't, what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, that, what does that mean? Just, uh, yeah, it's just uh, she loves gardening. I tell you what. That's uh, anyway. It's terrible. A second story Tesla is currently rolling out the 2021 holiday update to its fleet of vehicles. So a good number of the company's vehicles would likely enjoy some fresh functions and some new features. But as Tesla community awaits for the holiday update, it seems pertinent to explore some of the weird and unintentional bugs that have shown up in vehicles recently, particularly in the Model 3. Uh, one example is the, the emissions testing bug, which was shared earlier uh, this very month, as uh, per many Tesla owners reported that the Model 3 emissions testing feature, fondly known as fart mode, ended up going berserk. Despite emissions testing mode being disabled, the Model 3 stubbornly insisted on passing gas every time its owner opened a door. Interesting. So I had a I had a million dollar idea regarding Teslas, uh, and that is, well, and electric cars in general, okay? They obviously don't make any noise because they're electric. But there are people like me out there. Dodge has announced that they're going to create a muscle car electric car. Okay. Right. One of the reasons you get a muscle car is because of that throaty exhaust noise of a muscle car. So my idea is this. They look like mufflers. They clamp onto the bottom of electric powered cars. But what they're in fact is a giant subwoofer slash speaker in there. Mm -hmm. That allows you to play throaty or frankly, you can you, using this, your the little app on your smartphone, you can choose from one of 500 different exhaust sounds. If you want to make your <laughs> right. or if you want to make it sound like a lawnmower, you can make it sound like a lawnmower. If you want to make it sound like a little dirt bike, you can or if you want to make it sound like the muscle car, you can make it sound like the muscle car and you clamp it on. To, so it looks like a muffler off the back of your electric car. But it's really just now tell me. 
how much do you guys want to invest in this idea? That that sounds amazing. How much capital have, are you willing uh, to throw in? I've got us booked on Shark Tank next week. I got 70 cents All right. in my pocket. Ready, ready, yeah, I'll, ready throw in, I'll throw in now, a little. Our, our electric car, because they, they have to make some kind of a sound at, at the lower um, uh, speeds so that it'll you don't run over somebody in the yeah, city. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a car from the Jetsons. Like it's, it's really strange. It's, Jane, it's get really me off of this crazy up. thing. Yeah. 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 Called life. Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life, love, whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Dave, I, uh, it would be nice if they made a little bit, you know, some, some funky sounds. It would really be cool if, if this, um, you know, big comfortable, you know, car that we drive uh, sounded just like a dirt bike, right? Like a like exactly. little Honda Trail Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? It's not too different than what a lot of uh, companies are already doing, where they're pumping in sounds. Yeah, um, yeah. They're pumping in car sounds, you know, to kind of uh, uh, to enhance the 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 car, the engine sounds. But if are you talking about actually, so it's it's audible outside the car? It's as an well? external, like, yeah, external yeah. device. Yep, that you clamp yeah. This on. is the part where you could kind of give it a little bit of a rev yeah. to impress the uh, gal at the uh, McDonald's drive through <laughs> But if you, you but there's no example. neutral. So if you, if you give it a rev, you're going to go right through the wall. <laughs> right yeah, through the, right crazy. through the plate glass. Something special awaits the winner of the 2021 Duke's Mayo Bowl, a mayonnaise bath. North Carolina's Mac Brown and South Carolina's Shane Beamer have agreed to honor instead of receiving the traditional Gatorade bath if their team wins on Thursday. By doing so, the winning coach will get $10,000 donated to their favorite charity. I'm not a big mayonnaise guy, Beamer said, but I mean, I'll gladly take one for the team if it means we won a football game. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be 2022 and this this bowl will be well over. By the time we record this, the bowl is already over. This is already it's, happened. It's already over now. I checked who won. Yeah, I saw the footage of the coach getting the mayonnaise dumped on his head. And the poor guy, nobody with the Gatorade or, in this case, the mayonnaise, nobody ever takes into account that when you tip that bucket upside down, it's going to be heavy. So yes. nine times out of ten, you watch a coach just get brained by the bucket holding the liquid. Legend. Yeah, they just get taken out. And that's the case with this guy. They dump it upside down to dump. And mayonnaise doesn't come flying out like Gatorade. So you've got yeah, this no. heavy pack of mayonnaise in this tub. And when they <laughs> dump, dump it onto him, they literally just nail the guy right in the back of the head. And, and it's then... usually like marketing people that yeah. aren't used yeah. to like lifting they're the ones that got this because they're the idea sat in the boardroom. Hey, yeah. I know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do this. And the coach will get, you know, dumped in mayonnaise yeah. and we'll do it for charity. It'll be real fun. And they get to be the ones that do it. But they're not like they, they don't lift, you know, five gallon tubs of uh, mayonnaise <laughs> ever yeah. before. Yeah. So they clock him in the head. Good mayonnaise. It's not just going to pour out. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Like it's, it can't be great mayonnaise. I feel like if they, they, if they were out. smart. They would have done some tests on this. They would have dumped like some extra like oil in there, or something to to loosen yeah. it up a bit. Uh, but mm. from the looks of the video, they did not. It no, this like, was like yeah. a Nickelodeon thing gone bad. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> so with like a bread knife, just trying to get it out of the thing. Yeah, yeah. and we're always getting new listeners, so I will never not take the opportunity to tell my mayonnaise story. 
which is that we did Secret Satan at a video game company we used to work for where you would spend uh, the entire month leading up to Christmas playing pranks on a coworker that you drew from a hat instead of getting them good things. Tracy drew me, and one of the pranks that he pulled was he let a jar of mayonnaise completely spoil. Then he took something, probably a spatula, I hope to God it was in his hand, dipped it inside and smeared that oily, rotten mayonnaise around the outside of the jar, and then put that jar into my desk. So I come to work in the morning and I smell this awful stench. I open up the desk drawer. I see this rotten jar of mayonnaise with mold and spores and all sorts of stuff on it. I reach in because I want it out of my desk. So I'm going to basically pick it up and run it down the hallway and put it in the garbage in the kitchen. <laughs> and I do it with such haste that when I pick it up, I didn't realize it was smeared around the outside. So I got it about three feet out of the desk, out of the drawer, and my hand slipped. And it slipped out of my hands. It banged against the bottom of the drawer. And like Mount Vesuvius, it just <laughs> erupted all over my cubicle, all over the neighboring cubicles, all over the wall. There was I was sitting near a window. It was all over the window, running down the window. And Tracy couldn't say anything. Tracy told me later he felt horrible because that was not his intent to have it explode all over the place like that. It was just to have this stinky thing where when I went to grab it, then I had it on my hands. My hands smelled bad. It wasn't to go quite that far with it. But he had to wait until the Secret Satan... Promotion. Yeah, we had to wait till the to the new year before yeah. we revealed who our Satan was. And the first thing he did after he revealed himself was apologize for the mayonnaise trick because he did not mean for it to go that sideways. So anyway, I always have to tell the mayonnaise story anytime mayonnaise come, comes up. Tracy, back to you. That's, uh, so if we if we want a game, I'd let someone hit me in the face with a frying pan. I don't care. Mac Brown wow. uh, said, apparently, I got to be honest with you, uh, North Carolina lost this game to South Carolina, and I think Mac Brown uh, did care. And I think he <laughs> I think he didn't like, I think he may have mailed it in a little bit, knowing that uh, he might have been facing a mayo, mayo bath and getting funked in the head but with by uh, marketers. So Bull Official said the mayonnaise dump on the winning head coach will be after the trophy ceremony will feature four and a half gallons of slightly watered down Dukes. Oh, there it is. Okay. Mayonnaise. So. Which bowl was this again? What was the name this of the bowl? This was the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. Okay. All right. I missed that initially, and I was like, why yeah. did mayonnaise factor into this? But now it all makes sense. Now yeah. it makes sense yeah, why, totally, why a, totally a football coach got mayonnaise dumped on him. Our final story, two new Hampshire brothers have gotten their holiday re-gifting skills down to an art. They've been passing the same pack of hard candy back and forth for over 30 years. It started in... 1987, when Ryan Wasson gave a 10-roll Frankfurt Santa's candy book with assorted fruit flavors to his brother, Eric Wasson, as a joke for Christmas, knowing that uh, his brother wouldn't like it. He says, I didn't eat them, says uh, Eric. So the next year, I thought, hey, I'm going to give it back to him. He'll never remember. But Ryan immediately recognized it, and they've been taking turns ever since, keeping a log of their exchanges and they've gotten pretty creative about it. Ryan told um, uh, news reporters uh, recently that the candy had been frozen in a block of ice, put in jello, adding that at one time it was sewed into a teddy bear. The tradition has involved family members, coworkers, even the sheriff's department. Last year, it was presented to uh, Ryan Watson on a silver platter at a restaurant. So this year, Ryan turned to a group on social media for ideas, suggested 
suggestions including having arrived via pizza delivery or Christmas carolers, hiding it in a book or a cake, and holding a scavenger hunt for clues. If you ask which one is uh, done the best as far as regifting these, uh, they claim that they've both done a great job and that they are never ever going to give in. I I do love this kind of stuff. Like uh, the the close, and I've never had any kind of Christmas tradition like this with like a friend or or somebody, even in my family. The closest one that I had that I always thought was really cool is my dad and his dad had this tradition where their only rule was whoever called first to wish the other one a Merry Christmas won, but you could not set any alarms. It had to be when you naturally woke up, you could pick up the phone and call the other one. And it was just a gentleman's agreement that they wouldn't set any alarms or anything like that. And so each year it really was kind of a roll of the dice as far as which one would wake up first and call the other one and wake them up out of their sleep to wish them a Merry Christmas. It was just one of those stupid things, but I always thought it was kind of cool. But I, that's the only one. I've heard stories like this, Tracy. I always think it's cool, but I, I, I don't think I have the wherewithal to start one of these traditions myself. Do either of you have a tradition like this? We, we have a family uh, tradition uh, the the damn side has what we call a family ugly, and it started with my uh, my grandmother created this really ugly like tchotchke thing that would you, you the rule was you 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 bring it to a family gathering and you give it to somebody that you don't see very often, and then they have to keep it and they have to keep it um, displayed in their home. Um, out in the open. Yep. It can't just be, yep. you can't yep. keep it, you can't keep it hid or anything like that. It has to be out in the open so that it has to be talked about so that you want to get rid of it <laughs> the next time because it's not good looking. Yeah. And then you take it to the next family outing and then you give, you give it to somebody else that you haven't seen. And it's supposed to be passed around. It's supposed to keep the family getting together yep. so that they do that. Yep. And um, the original one I believe was destroyed uh and so another one was made and it was even worse than the it's like a it's like a chimpanzee made out of coconuts or something like that it's really not it's really not pretty and so it does it does make the rounds um when people get together and they it shows up different places and and every once in a while it'll show up and it's like okay let's plan another get together yeah because yeah, yeah. i don't want this in my house yeah <laughs> so tracy, it's kind of that's kind of fun tracy how about you well, the, the only like long standing uh, Christmas tradition my family has is making it as low key and unenjoyable as possible. Yeah. And uh, something that we long time <laughs> we've had that running. We, and th so that's been passed down from my grandmother to, th to us. This was the first year because we've been I, I mean, I guess the only tradition and it's it's not a it is and it isn't. But the only thing that we did was we did Elf on a Shelf. And we've done that since my kids were young, young. This is the first year. My son obviously has been over it for a couple years now. My daughter turned 11 this year. She had a friend at school tell her that not only was the elf on a shelf not real, she knew it was not real because she was the one that her mom put in charge of moving it for her two younger siblings, and she has to move it every single night. And so my daughter was already... she's of, is a dick. She's, <laughs> she's of that age where she was already starting to question it, even when we said we were bringing them out or they were going to make an appearance this year. She was like, uh-huh, yeah. She kind of had that attitude. And then when her friend at school told her this, I will say it's it was magical to have that burden lifted from me 
from having to move. And we used to just have to move one. And then when my daughter got old enough, rightfully so, we decided that we should have a male and a female so that both could be represented. So now I had two that I had to move around the house and I had to put them in weird positions all around the house and come up with new creative things that hadn't been done the year before and all that. It was a, it became a complete massive burden on me because my wife always does the same thing, which is I'm going to bed. Don't forget to move the elf on a shelf. And then she goes oh. to bed and then I got to figure it all out. So I was actually, one side of me was like, oh, that sucks that my daughter's old enough now to where she doesn't, she's starting to grow out of some of these things. But at the same time, the fact that I didn't have to move them anymore I'm all for it because those two little fuckers are getting, I'll bleep that later, are getting burned <laughs> next year so that I never have to deal with them again. Just getting a Viking funeral in the yeah. river. Yeah, right. To, yeah. Yeah. So right. That's going to be beautiful. I want to be there for that. So, Tracy, yeah. Tracy, this is where you wrap up the news. Uh, that's the news, fellas. There it is. We're, we're a little rusty, folks. Sorry. Uh, but welcome to 2022. If you're listening to this, it is the new year uh, full of hope, promise, and whatever else might come along, whatever variants of strains of viruses might come along. But uh, it is going to be a wonderful new year. Uh, we're excited. We've got a lot of things planned for the new year. That's not true. We don't really have anything planned for the new year other we, than we to keep doing We possibly have a return guest. And that's something we've always promised. And and always said to our guests, if we if we ever get back to them in the first place to have them on the show, yeah, yeah. that's the first hurdle that a guest on our show has to overcome us. And let's be clear, we didn't reach out to this guest. This guest reached out to us and said, yes. I've got a new development and I would like to come on the show. So we'll we'll have more details on that later, or we won't. I don't you, you don't really know. But tonight we're gonna get out of here. Wish you all a happy new year. Steve, anything else from you? Nothing good. Tracy, anything else from you? Hey, you heard my minute. Tell someone about the show. And uh, we love our loyal listeners very much. Thank you for listening. And I will piggyback onto that and say, if you missed either our Christmas show, It's an Okay Life, or you missed our clip show last week, I get it. It's a busy time of year. You got family. Nobody's in their car listening to stuff. A lot of people are off work, et cetera, et cetera. Don't miss those two shows. Don't sleep on those two shows. Go back and listen to both of them because they're both quality entertainment. Uh, I promise. I promise you'll enjoy both of those shows. So in the meantime, for Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.